Hello and welcome to the Homebrew Magic Podcast. My name is Nelson, and with me, as always, are the three friends now that I have in the world: Schnell, Chris, and Teej. How are you guys doing? Amazing. Hey, Teej was trying to interrupt you, and you just talked through. Him. I steam. I steamrolled him. He's <laughs> got to be better. Very rude Quick, of you. He's yeah. got to be quicker on the draw. Yeah, you have to. You have to butt in earlier. So earlier. Derail. Derailed. Right. Ah. I, he he let me build up too much momentum, and then I just steamrolled him. So, other than Chris, who's already answered the question, how's everybody doing? Uh, it was snowing today, and I was doing yard work, and it shouldn't fucking snow in April, even in Wisconsin. Agreed. It was it was snowing, and then it was all gone in like five minutes. Yeah, and then it came back right and before then it snowed sundown, again. Yeah, at least right. where I live. Same here. But I get Gross. to I get to re say something that I came up with like three years ago. Last time it happened, April blizzards bring May wizards. <laughs> that is true. Because everything has to rhyme to be true. Well, and especially because uh, by the time early May rolls around, we're all going to be fully vaccinated, so we can play Magic in person, and I can't wait to be a May wizard. I mean, <laughs> I've been fully vaccinated for like a month now. Yeah, you're just like that's why I keep. On, that's why that's why I spit on your doorknob every day with impunity. As you as you are wont to do. <laughs> yes, it was right there in the Bill Gates Dr. Fauci contract that I signed. You can spit wherever you want now, including Nelson's doorknob. The Fauci ouchie. Uh, so tonight we are going to be talking about Strixhaven, and uh, we just played a game that we'll recap um, with with pre-release packs. So we'll touch on that a little bit. But the bulk of the episode tonight, we're going to talk about uh, the Commander 2021 product that's coming out tied in once again with a standard set. Much like Ikoria and Commander 2020 did last year, we're getting Commander 2021 tied in with, with Strixhaven. But before we get into that stuff, uh, what have you guys, what have you all been up to lately? Uh, Chris, what have, what have you been up to in the world of Magic lately? Um, lately, I've only built one deck <clears throat> excuse me um generic just grixis commanders uh because the point of the deck is just goad dot deck everybody attack everybody else leave me in my corner <laughs> i've only run it once uh and that was only a three-player game and i cannot wait to get that thing in a four-player pod sounds gross <laughs> good old goad uh, so you should be ashamed. <laughs> awesome, and you've been you've been playing uh, you've been playing arena too, right? I've been playing a ton of arena, but yeah, today was a rage quit day though. <laughs> okay, so. we won't have we won't get into that. Then. <laughs> by by we six can gloss over by that six a.m., I was giving the shuffler the finger, and I decided to take a day off. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like waking up crabby thanks yep. to thanks to the fucking arena shuffler. <laughs> yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, Teach, what about you? What have you been up to lately? Um. I feel like it's been a while again since we've recorded, so it's been a bunch of stuff. Um, most recently, I've begun to catalog my collection, uh, which is really fun. Um, I'm using an app called Hellvault. Uh, so if you're cool and you have an iPhone, uh, you can find it definitely. Uh, if you don't have an iPhone, good luck, assholes. If you're poor um, like the rest of Schnell. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and Nelson, there, there is Delverlens. <laughs> um... But no, just, you know, scanning cards, uh, sorting them away. It's um, going to be a nice way to keep everything, like, semi-organized, where at the very least I know where to find every card that I have, um, which will really cut down on, on searching time. Um, 
And then, you know, do I own this card? Do I have any copies that aren't indexed? Uh, oh, I do? Good. I don't need to buy another one. Um, <laughs> do I have a forest? <laughs> that's, also a, that's also a plus. Um, what else? We did uh, pre-release, which was fun. Uh, I've got some uh, Strixhaven EDH decks coming in the mail in the next couple of weeks here, which is going to be fun. Um, tweaking decks that I already have, thinking about decks I want to play in the future. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it. It's uh, nice. it's a good it's a good time for Magic right now. A lot of stuff it going is. on. I totally agree with you, uh, Chanel. What about you? Uh, my time as of late has been split between uh, miniature gaming and card gaming. Uh, so for the non-magic stuff, I painted a full D and D set. Shut up, boo! I know. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I painted a full D and D set of dice characters that uh, Bones Minis put out a while ago, and I built an entire Warhound Titan. So any of you 40k players, uh, that thing sucks as a competitive army because it's one goddamn model but it is slightly larger than my biggest cat, so it is a pretty sweet <laughs> thing to uh, assemble and play with. Uh, Magic-wise, being moderately inspired by Chris's Goad deck, uh, I decided to go back and start ripping apart my pre-cons that have been sitting on my shelves sleeved up and somewhat played, but I'm trying not to play decks out of the box anymore. I'm trying to rip apart everything that I did not build or did not modify and either strip it for parts or modify the hell out of it so it is my own. And going through, uh, I think it was from the Commander set like two or three years ago, uh, Premacon, the Jeskai Wall legendary uh, yeah. creature that you have to choose left or alt-right, I think I said every time I played it. Um, but yeah, it is, it is going to be my America, I'm in charge, I say who can do what, based on Chris's goad, but just annoying annoying levels of well no you can only attack to the left and you have to pay <laughs> six per creature and you have to do this and that and the other thing because america makes the rules that is, that yeah. is the goal yeah that is the goal of that deck um my my deck workbench i think because i finished i finished yorn and we played that once it well actually i think we did did we two two games that night I like Yorn. Uh, I'm slowly tweaking it to be more Merit Lage Kraken themed because that deck seems real easy at getting out the Krakens. But then I have to I have to modify it so that it's not just okay. I chump block your Kraken. Good game. Damn it. So gonna fix that. Gonna finish uh, Premacon, and then I'm going to figure out who I want to build for my mono black pile of uh, mostly discard because I've got a tiny bones. And nice. I don't know if I want him to be the commander, if I want him in the 99. I loved my... Um, I built that di uh, Grixis discard deck with um, the flippy Nicol Bolas, um, the oh, Ravager. Yeah. That one, uh, that was a fun discard deck. Yeah, you don't play that one much. No, I actually parted it out. I should put it back together and play that again. Oh. It's a fun deck. <sighs> See, I haven't... I, I, I can't bring myself to take apart a deck that I've built. I can only take apart decks that I've purchased. See, I'm in a I'm in a position right now where I'm really close to taking apart my Intet deck and just rebuilding it with a different strategy because I really like that card, but I also really like the deck as is. I just never play it because it's 
Uh, it's good, and I like it, but it's one of those where I play it once, and then I don't want to pick it up again because it's only going to win the same way. Oh, sure. okay. Sure. Um, but I still want to play with that car with Intet, and I want to play with those colors, so I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm pretty close to just pulling the plug and taking that apart and going in a different direction with it. That's fair. Yeah, and if I if I hadn't been distracted by actually painting and assembling models this past week, I probably would have started uh, sorting my magic cards now that I'm not taking in massive amounts of them anymore. Uh, but, like Teach said, with his collection, everything being in one spot and organized, all of my cards are already in my house, so they're already in one spot. I figured <laughs> that's good enough for now. I mean, what else? What else do you want? I can I can find them eventually. <laughs> Plus, if I buy a card because I really need it, and then I find three more in a stack of stuff in my in my closet, <laughs> I just have more magic cards. Then I don't. Right, there's there no. Go. There's literally no downside other than <laughs> my credit card statement. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So, uh, so yeah, Nelson, what about you? Um. Well, I got up to. God, I don't even remember what's what's higher in arena, platinum, oh diamond. I don't know, um, whatever whatever the ranking system is, because I just <laughs> mash that mono green elves deck in historic all the time, and I love it so much. Uh, so I actually have fun playing arena because I don't touch standard or brawl, and I've just been playing ton of historic um, in the in the ranked queue, but also just like the historic events that are like I don't know five hundred gold or whatever to play, and then you win your money back and cards and stuff. But hmm. so that's kind of what I've been doing. With Arena, I haven't played any Strixhaven on Arena yet. Uh, maybe I'll get to that because I've got a few like free draft tokens um, that I had won on the Mastery Pass track, but I haven't drafted any of it yet. Other than that, I have I was on for a while for a few weeks this big tear of just trying to brew all these different ideas I had for uh, for decks in my head. So I had come up with a um, I finally put together a list for uh, Singer the Dark Baron. Um, I pulled a foil time-shifted Lavinia out of um, Time Spiral remastered, so I put together a list for Lavinia stacks, started working on a Marchesa of the Black Rose uh, build, but kind of ran into... I don't know, I just got kind of disengaged with it, so hopefully I start to feel more... I think I just need a better direction with it. Um, and then I did a, a, a list for, for the Ur-Dragon, which um, I just have to pick up a couple cards from Tej, and then I've got everything I need to actually test that thing out. So that'll be interesting um, as far as five-color you know, mana bases and decks are concerned. Um, I'm excited to test out the um, um, Xeris, the Writhing Wind. Is that what he is? I'm trying to remember. Uh, Storm. Xeris the Writhing Storm. Um, so he's a he's a teamer commander out of uh, Ikoria Commander. And I put together uh, like a wheels list with him that's got some stupid shit in there where I can just keep taking turns. Uh, and also <laughs> things like Hull Breacher where every time my opponents draw, I just get treasure tokens and they don't get cards. So uh, Teferi's Puzzle Box in there to kind of fuck things around. Obviously Niv-Mizzet, um, Perrin is in there. Obviously. You know, there's some some uh of the, the 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 quintessential wheel cards if you will um my maybe board for that though was like 20 cards big too so i'm sure that'll change over time so that one's fun i'm looking forward to getting to to play that but the one i'm most excited about uh and i hope to have ready um within the next week or two here is grismold the dread sower so i've wanted to build uh, uh you know golgari tokens deck for a while i i had tossed around the idea for Slimefoot and decided i was going to settle on grismold instead and i'm really excited about the list i put together i think it's it's pretty 
interesting. Um, oddly enough, the most I'm looking at a breakdown of, of the list right now in Architect, and uh, my enchantments actually make up the bulk of the cost of the deck. The the creature base is like seventy dollars. The lands are eighty dollars. Um, you know, but my enchantment base is two hundred and thirty four. So. Um, there's pricey, pricey stuff in there like Parallel Lives, Primal Vigor. That stuff keeps going up in price. Um, but anyway, what it's trying to do is pass out as many tokens as it can. And then, um, you know, I'm putting in things like... Um, oh, where are they? Um, like Illness in the Ranks uh, and vir- Virulent pr- Plague, where um, it's, it's static minus one, minus one, or minus two, minus two counters for... Or not counters, but just that static ability for tokens specifically, because then tokens just die immediately. Grismal gets bigger, um, and he's yeah. got trample. So it's a it's an interesting deck. It'll be fun to see how it plays. I'm very excited for it. There's some cool like board wipe synergies I put in there with Masker Girl, um, which I hope you know can can kind of climb the ranks, if you will, with 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 being her own mini board wipe. So I'm I'm excited for that. That's really where I've spent the bulk of my time is 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 doing that. Um, and I just look forward to finally pulling all the cards for that list and, and actually testing it. Uh, so I'm sure we'll be reporting on that later. But tonight, as Tej alluded to earlier, we played a, a pre-release uh, for Strixhaven where we each randomly were assigned one of the colleges uh, to play with. And we ended up doing a, a four-player game that you can find on our on our YouTube channel. And So one college, I don't even remember, um, Silver Quill, <laughs> right? Nobody was Silver Quill? Uh, Nobody correct. was Silver Quill, I believe. So that was the one yeah. that, that that was the odd man out. Um, but we had a we had a really fun game. I, I so I was Quandrix. Uh, I got knocked out first, um, but I definitely put a target on myself very early, you, and you I deserve to be knocked out big first for your britches. As yeah. the um, elderly people I bond with often say. <laughs> one of the things that we talked about uh, that's cool about Strixhaven is specifically with Lorehold, how. Yeah, it's the enemy colors, it's Boros colors, you know, uh, and I remember when cars were being spoiled, it was like, God, look what Bor- Boros is getting, but, like, it's not Boros, and that's what's so cool about it, is it's 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 the same enemy color pairs, but it's not, it does everything Boros doesn't, it's, like, the exact opposite, and it's so cool. Um, it's, and it's Is It and Token Baby, like, that's right, it's, the... It's, it's crazy, it's, it's really it, neat, but then the the quandrix which i was you know chanel i think you even made a comment while we were playing like this just feels like simic like i had a million lands (laughs) on the board i was drawing cards i was dumping lands you know um i think i i made one play where i got a fractal out you know and and there was some cool stuff like the like the bookworm um and things like that but yeah i mean um the the um tempted by the arik was definitely my mvp um i think i played it too early you know what card was it assessing that uh, tempted by the Orique. That was what? the oh sorry the What's super what are we what were we calling it too 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 steel too fast or whatever the oh, hell no that was the second one <laughs> that was the second one I played yeah the first one was uh, uh, super steely uh, super, super steely spell <laughs> yeah super and then steely the second spell. one was too super too steely that's it too super, <laughs> yeah when I cast it a second time too super too steely that's if you it. bounce it back then it's steely three <laughs> <laughs> Tokyo drift yeah um yeah so. So yeah, no, it was it was it was fun, but I didn't feel like it was that different, um, like maybe some of the other colleges were. Um, and yeah, I got uh, I got I got too big for my britches too quickly, and then promptly got beat down uh, and out of the <laughs> stamped out of the game, which again was was deserved. Um, but I, I liked it. I, I thought it was I thought it was fun, but I think I was more interested in the decks that you guys had, just because 
this felt like any old Simic build to me. So I didn't feel any different with Quandrix than I have with any of the crazy Simic stuff that we've been getting for what feels like an eternity now. So uh, let's see, um, Tej, I think you were knocked out after me. What about what about you? What do you what did you think? Uh, so I played Witherbloom. And I loved the deck that I built, um, and I loved the way that it played. Um, it was a fantastic game. I was second knocked out. Um, but uh, honestly, my goal was to create as many creatures as I could. Uh, and then I had... Um, I shouldn't have put these cards away. I don't know what's wrong <laughs> with me. Why do I put this shit away when I know we're going to talk about them? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my goal was to create as many tokens as I could, and then my game finishers uh, were Damagoth Woe Eater, which is a 7-6 for 4 mana. Uh, and the only thing better than a 7-6 for 4 mana is an 11-10 for 4 mana, um, which is the, the, the Damagoth whatever the fuck. And I can't find it right now, but it's here. <laughs> um, where are you, you asshole? Isn't it like more? a Gorgon or something like that? He's, oh, there he is. Uh, the Damagoth Titan. He's a Titan. demon. 11-10 for 4 mana. Uh, whenever he attacks or blocks, sacrifice a creature. So the idea was to knock out at least one person, uh, then slap that thing down, uh, and just start attacking with it. Um, I had a couple instants that, that would have given him trample. Um, so chump blocking would have been a mistake. Um... And I had it. I had it in my in my opening hand. So I had it in my hand the entire game. The problem was, as soon as I started building up a board and I threw down uh, my witch, which gives me a pest token uh, whenever I cast an instant or sorcery spell, Nelson stole it. And he stole it <laughs> super early in the game. And I was able to uh, kill it and then put it back into my hand from the graveyard, but I just couldn't play it again because he had a second steely spell. Um, and that really slowed my plan down, because all my cheap creatures just would have gotten stolen. Um, and I couldn't build up a board with my tokens. Um, uh, and, you know, there's nothing I could do about that. The deck still performed admirably. Uh, I got to play Demonic Tutor in a standard sealed event, which is always fun to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> um, and, uh... In the end, uh, uh, in the end, I was taken out by Chris uh, with another mystical archive spell I completely forgot existed, uh, and it was just an epic way to, to end the game for me uh, from a spell that's you know not even standard legal, not a Strixhaven spell, uh, but there you go. And originally that's why, printed in Invasion, I believe. You are that's correct. Why, uh, that's why these mystical archive cards. Being in every single booster you open is a fantastic idea, and I still applaud Wizards for that. Good job, Wizards. Yep, I agree with that. They have a huge role in uh, Limited, whether it be draft or in these pre-release kits. Like, they're constantly making draft decks. They're so good. Yes. Um, but yeah, that was my that was my experience with the pre-release. It was a good time. Awesome. Yeah, uh, Schnell, what about you? You were you were runner up to, I was, to King Chris. I was Lorehold, so. and I think I was the only one who didn't play any uh, archive cards because the only ones that I got like I, I built around my the Lorehold colors, 
Uh, the only one that was in my colors out of my archive cards was the one where I can exile something and then my opponent gets a free permanent. And, yeah, I don't think I'm ever going to oh, play that. One, yeah, yeah I, I, I have a foil one now for my archive collection, so that's Ooh. great. Uh, I am up to a playset of opts from the archives, but I wasn't running blue. And half my ops are foil as well, because I've had a billion of those things coming through. But uh, no, my deck was like spell slinger spirit tokeny. Uh, but a lot of my spirit support stuff I either didn't see or when I saw it early game, Nelson stole it. Which <laughs> again, that stupid that stupid steely card really threw a wrench into my plans early on. And then the threat of the second one made me play very conservatively when I probably should have just started building up a better board state. I did manage to uh, inflict enough damage to, you know, Chris to keep him from getting out of hand too far, not enough to stop him. And then Tiege was going life gain, so I had to hit him a couple of times to keep him, you know, humble. But I, like I said, I really like, yeah, I know. I really like the way Lorehold plays that it is more Spellslinger, Spirit Token based than it is just typical Boros, combat tricks, combat control, and equipment and or enchantment to like trick, or, like Trixie's stuff. So that was, that was really fun. The learn mechanic outside of Sealed, I am probably never going to interact with because I don't know when the next time I'm going to get around to uh, playing Standard is. But the option of just sliding cards from your sideboard, or lesson plan as we've been calling it, uh, into your deck mid-game is like mini-wishes that are, I think, way more reasonable. So I, I like the mechanic. Unfortunately, it doesn't have an EDH variant, and that is mostly what I've been playing lately. So it was fun to use it today. Maybe I'll get into standard before uh, the set rotates. Don't forget, you can discard draw a card, too. I, they yes they did they did make it so that if you don't have access to a sideboard it is still a viable mechanic but it is just it's a it's a looting ability rather than a mini wish yep so yeah. but no i was very happy with how it went and then i lost to chris well it's <laughs> funny too you know like we were joking because you bring up again the way you had to change the way you played um because i tutored that i love this solve the equation this uncommon uh for two and a blue uh it's a sorcery searcher library for an instant or sorcery card reveal it put it in your hand then shuffle so it's a it's a mystical tutor um ish uh and you oh, know yeah. being able to grab that second tempted by the arik really you know gave i think everybody in that game flashbacks to uh our time spiral game where i played periphery nodes on like turn two or three <laughs> and then everybody had to play around because nobody wanted to sacrifice their creatures um so that made yep um i drew that game out i drew this game out and uh it's not because i hate you it's because i want to spend more time with my friends <laughs> uh chris what about it's, what about you what did you it's think it's a quality versus quantity thing though yeah there's more time that's true but we're upset with you all of it that's, that's true <laughs> that's very fair i'm going to lose the three friends i have very soon <laughs> um i was lucky enough to get the the prismari kit which uh going into it is the one i was hoping to play um and it rewarded me by dumping in my lap um i opened <laughs> nothing nothing in those colors like even this even like the seated pack was just garbage 
Um, so I kind of broke the flavor of this and uh, wound up having to just play all five colors, best stuff in all five colors. Um, and I, I was rewarded for that with, with the win. Uh, that being said, I still like what Prismari is trying to do in this set. I like... I've always liked spell slinging as a, as a deck style, um, and there are cards I I in there to do it well. Um, it has access to really good mystical archives in those colors, like the memory lapses, the brainstorms, the ops, the Urza's rages. You know, <laughs> there's there's a lot of good stuff to do it. Um, but you, it's but kind of like what you were saying with the the Quandrix Nelson. Um, it does feel very is it ish yet. I mean blue it's blue and red. It's burning stuff, it's countering, it's bouncing. Um it's keeping track of like how many spells you've cast. You know, it's it still plays very much like is it. That being said, that's still my favorite way to play. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it, it was even though some of the stuff felt familiar and some of it felt new i think mm -hmm. we all were in agreement that it was a very fun game uh yeah. and it, I, it was it was a really good game of magic i that was the best ending to a game of magic that <laughs> i that i've experienced in a long time it literally came down to a top deck i mean yeah, it, you were, it was, yeah both of us i mean it was one of us was at one life and one was at two life one yeah, was yep. gonna, depending on what he drew, one was losing, and or the other one. It was, mm -hmm. it was fantastic. I was also I was burning tingle from nine was great. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was I was like nervous and pacing at my like standing desk playmat area the whole goddamn time. Like come yep. on, <laughs> so good, so yeah. Good. That that definitely went down to the wire. Um, yeah, so I, I think, um, you know, in a very obviously, no pun intended, limited, um, you know, playset and, and with a very small amount of cards, uh, you know, I think Strixhaven's doing some good things. And then I think there's some things that, you know, um, just feel a little too familiar for being, uh, you know, oh, this is a, a different school and this is, you know, we're, we're doing different things with these where maybe it's not so much, um, but, you know. And that's kind of the way it goes. Some color pairs do things better than others, and um, you Simic's know. always going to sim. Right, exa exactly. It is. I mean, it's blue and green. You're going to ramp shit. You're going to you're going to cast spells. Uh, you know, um, so it is what it is. But it was it was a very very fun game. One of the most fun games I think you know I've played in a while. The ending was great. It was a, it was a blast. Yeah. Um, I think um, I think that uh, Lorehold is different enough, and Witherbloom is different enough. Uh, that it makes up for uh, Prismari being the same and Quandrix being the same. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, those those differences in those color pairs are so unique to what those colors already do that I don't care that the other colors are doing the same thing they usually do. This is giving us more tools to play in these other colors that these colors haven't had before, um, and that's really exciting to me. I agree, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how it impacts formats outside of standard and limited, right? Specifically, commander, because now you're going to have access to you know red and white cards that are doing, uh, you know, I don't know what green white typically does, or you know what I mean, things like that. Uh, so it'll be cool to see 
how these cards evolve some of the other formats as well. Uh, but I totally agree with you. I think what the ones do well and right make up for maybe some of the um, perceived shortcomings of the other colleges. And now, honestly, I'm even more excited to try out Silver Quill and see what that's like. Uh, Black White's a color pair I enjoy a lot, so it'll be interesting to see. You know, does that feel different? Does it feel the same? Because yeah, I know it. I know it kind of revolves around the uh, Inkling creature to- or the, uh, yeah. the creature tokens. And I like that because it is a wizard school, most of the like the decks and the themes are more spell-slingery, but the fact that Lorehold uses spirit creature tokens and, uh, what is it, Tej's school, Witherbloom. Witherbloom mm-hmm. is the, uh, the pests. Like, I love the pests, those are neat. Yeah, instead of normal Golgari reanimation... It's now basically it's it's Golgari, but hey, it's more important to sacrifice what you have out there rather than bring back what you what you used to have. Right, and you can gain really life cool. for doing it. Yeah, but I think the use of creature tokens in that spell slingery feel works very very well, and they're more summony creatures than just the old school. Yes, all wizards summon creatures on your turn. If that Agreed. makes sense as well. Yeah, totally agree. So. Yeah, yeah, I like all the different oh. tokens being uh, flavored to be the mascots for the individual uh, the individual colleges. I, th- I yeah, like that. Yeah, I thought that was a nice touch, too. <laughs> I like that, too. Tej's mascot is a pest. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Tej, Alliance stands. <laughs> um, not with I you. Didn't, I didn't kill not, him. Yeah, not with me. Um yeah, so no, the, and that, you know, it'll be interesting to see uh, once we get our hands, you know, like we said, we've all ordered um, the, the EDH precons. It'll be interesting to see how those play, what those feel like, too. Uh, you know, we're, we're definitely going to do that and uh, have an episode where we, we recap, uh, you know, playing them straight out of the box. Obviously, one of them will not be will not be in the pod, um, and we'll, we, you know, we report could, on that later. But. We could do two or three games where we all pick a different school each time. And That's just true. No and just talk about it because yeah. if we all have a full set of them, true. That's actually a good idea. Maybe we do that. Play multiple rounds with different decks each time, and then kind of report back. That's a good thought. Uh, he- you seen the magic hat or hearing the magic happen live? <laughs> you uh, smell the magic. The adjustments happening. we're gonna make. Yeah, there you go. No, that's just burned toast, and I think I'm having a stroke. Oh, the sausage uh, is made. <laughs> so we want to talk about the commander product specifically uh since it's releasing you know this weekend and uh we're going to be playing it soon and so what we're going to do we're going to go through so there's five decks right uh and they are the five enemy color pairs we've got lorehold legacies which is um red and white we've got prismari performance which is blue and red quantum quandrix green blue silver quill statement white black and witherbloom witchcraft which is uh the black green um color pair so rather than going through each deck individually, we're just going to start talking about specific cards, uh, you know, and these can be new cards that we're, we're interested in or, you know, uh, reprints that we're, that we're super excited about. And, uh, you know, Chanel, I know you said you had a pretty, um, pretty big list. So what do you want to talk about first from your list? Uh, okay. Well, I've organized my list as I click on this organized, um, by we'll start with color and at the top of the color wheel. F, F colorless. I don't think there's any true colorless. There's artifacts, but not... Well, because, I mean, the, the there are sorceries in colorless in Strixhaven, 
but not in the commander, not in decks the commander that product, I've seen, right? Or at least right. none that I saw, thought were worth mentioning. I so, know what you meant. It was just funny. Colorless, F colorless. F colorless, yes. <laughs> um, so, I'm going to start off by talking about two cards that uh, demonstrate a mechanic I thought was interesting for EDH. Those cards with the mechanic is Stalking Leonin and Guardian Archon. They both have ETBs of secretly choosing an opponent, and then they have an activated ability that is reveal the player you chose to trigger. It's very, so, it's very uh, conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. And I loved conspiracy, so that's why like those. I don't know if I'm going to play them, but I like that Wizards is bringing stuff like that into EDH because. They these cards, you know, obviously wouldn't function as real playable cards in any other format than this. So they are utilizing the structure of the game without using the word commander on a card. So yeah. thank you for finally doing that in a cool and interesting way. I agree with that completely. Yeah. That's so good. I crossed two cards off my list of forty-three. <laughs> and I don't even care what the cards are. It's just that mechanic of secretly choose an opponent and then reveal it to trigger the thing. Well, that's there was you know, a red. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say the Leonin in, in particular. I like what it does because you you reveal it and uh, you exile target creature that's attacking you if it's controlled by the chosen player. So I mean, this thing hits the board and then everybody goes like, "Well, shit, should I be attacking him?" You, you know, because you don't want your best creature exiled. So it's an interesting. Yeah. That one specifically, it's, I thought, was a really that, interesting. Yeah, play. it's that political aspect, and the other, some of the other cards that I'm going to talk about also exemplify the politics of EDH more than just pure game mechanics. There is the alliance stands sort of stuff. What were you going to say, Chris? Um, there was a red creature from a previous commander product, I believe, that had the same thing, but I can't remember the name of it now. I believe it was like a six-five for five, and then. You chose a, a creature or a chose an opponent secretly at random, and then when that player targeted one of your permanents, I think it redirected the spell at huh. them. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I I can't remember the name of it, but I I, I think I'm familiar. I vaguely, at least with yeah, the card. I vaguely recall that. But that yeah, that one that one's more of a weird one-off like trap mm -hmm. thing. Where, yeah, like these. These are, you choose, you activate when you want to, uh, because if I have that Leonin and I, uh, I pick Nelson and he swings with me, at, or swings at me with stuff that I don't care if it hits me, I'm not going to pop that thing right away. And mm -hmm, that, right. Keeps, that keeps that suspense open. Yeah, I like, I like the, the yep, that element that it yeah. adds there. Um, Chris, what about you? What are some cards, you know, new or reprints that have kind of, uh, you know, piqued your interest, turned your head, got you thinking... Uh, going over these deck lists, the first thing that popped out to me was the the legendaries in the decks that aren't the face cards. Um, in almost every deck, there's a gold legendary that I almost prefer to the face card. But besides that, the, the monocolored legendaries in each of these decks are so interesting to me. I can't wait to build a uh, build any of them those are the ones i'm really looking forward to um like uh like ruxa just making the vanilla creature tribal he's the uh four four for four the green bear 
Uh, yes, Ruxa yeah. Patient Professor. Yes. Um, just when he enters the battlefield or attacks, return target vanilla creature from your graveyard to your hand, and he's a lord for, for them. They're just creatures with no abilities, get plus one, plus one. He looks interesting to build. Um, I was going to say, and, and sorry. Uh, he gives all the vanilla creatures uh, the thorn elemental ability that they can assign da- or they assign combat damage as though they weren't blocked. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that, that too. That is yeah. real good. Yeah, he, he he's on my list. <laughs> Finally, a home for Gigantosaurus. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, or uh, Nils in white also looks interesting to me. Uh, he's, he's a 2-2. On two, my list two, as well. A 2-2 two, two, uh, human, legendary human cleric for 3. Uh, at the beginning of your end step, for each player, put a 1-1 one, one counter on up to one target creature that player controls. But then each creature with one or more counters on it can't attack you or planeswalkers you control uh, unless its controller pays X, where X is the number of counters on that creature. So every time I see Nelson reaching for like Xeris, <laughs> yep. I, you know, shut it down. <laughs> I just, I'm really excited for like the monocolored commanders or creatures in this deck. They yeah. just, well, they look like they were, they were pushed enough to like make people want to build monocolored decks. And I just like the challenge of doing that to begin with. Yeah, I think you make a good point, and it's interesting that you picked, uh, you know, one of the ones to, to single out was uh, a, a mono-white creature, because we were kind of talking, um, you know, in the lead-up to the show, as we were all kind of coming in the room here, um, talking about what, you know, Wizards had said, I think, you know, oh, it's going to be the year of Commander, you know, last year, and uh, we're going to give you all the things you want for white, and, I mean, some of the stuff that white is getting in, in the Commander product this year is pretty crazy, so there's the, the sequel to Smothering Tithe, Monologue Tax, which, by the way, has fantastic um, uh, flavor text on it. Your unsolicited words enrich us all. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and it's the kid choking on what looked to be jewels uh, coming out of his mouth. But then that one, whenever an opponent uh, casts their second spell each turn, you create a treasure token, so that helps you, you know, uh, mana fix if you need to. Um, there's the Archaeomancer's map that we were talking about earlier um, before we kicked off the show. The, it's an artifact for two and a white. When it enters the battlefield, search your library for up to two basic planes cards, reveal them, put them in your hand, and shuffle. And then whenever a land enters the battlefield under an opponent's control, if that player controls more lands than you, you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield. So that's pretty nuts. Um, and then the other white one that really stuck out to me was uh, Scholarship Sponsor. So for three and a white, you get a 3-3 three, three Human Advisor. When he enters the battlefield, each player who controls fewer lands than the player who controls the most lands searches their library for a number of basic lands less than or equal to the difference, puts those cards onto the battlefield tapped, and then shuffles. So It's a reader. It's a reader. It's, it, that card should be a fuck. It should be a white sphinx. A lot of these um, cards are readers. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are readers. But it's it's just you know this is another uh, those those cards are just illustrative of that push they're trying to give white to help you, um, you know, catch up if you need to. Uh, so to, I, I thought I thought that was interesting. To dovetail that with Justin, but they they've been giving white the, that the catch up ability. Like you're not going to surpass anybody but you're not going to fall behind either. Right, that yeah. card has the political aspect that Justin was talking about, though, where you're catching up the whole table with that guy, yeah, not just right. yourself. Yep. 
So you're yeah. Now suddenly there. people owe you favors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a great point. What about uh, Teach? What about you? What what uh, what are some things uh, again? New cars, reprints, whatever you want to talk about uh, that kind of caught your eye. So the first thing that uh, stood out to me is the demonstrate mechanic. Um, ah yes. Whenever you cast this spell, you may copy it. If you do, choose an opponent to also copy it. Uh, players may choose new targets for their copies. So this is on a, on a handful of cards. Um, it's very reminiscent of the Tempt with Cycle. Yep. Yeah. From one of the first two uh, Commander Precon sets. I don't remember which one it's from. Um, and speaking of that, we have Tempting Contract uh, at the beginning of your upkeep. Each opponent may create a treasure. For each opponent who does, you create a treasure. <laughs> um, so these are these are mechanics that I don't play often personally, um, where I'm giving stuff to my opponents in exchange for getting more things. Um, and quite honestly, that's a that's a habit I'm trying to break. Um, I'm trying to make some of my commander decks more, you know, communal. Um, um, I do have Tempting Contract on my list, and I was immediately thinking, Tej hates this card. <laughs> I don't... I, I, <laughs> I don't hate you're, it. You're trying not to. That's I'm trying not to hate it. <laughs> there you go. Um, but a, a great example of this is um, I have one copy of Hull Breacher, and naturally you would think I would, I would want to put that in my uh, uh, Niv-Mizzet Wheels deck. But that's not the way I want to play that game. I don't want to deny people resources because part of the fun of that deck for me is uh, I'm going to wheel to get better cards in my hand, but suddenly someone else draws something they didn't have before and then they can stop me. That's part of the fun of that deck for me. Um, so Hullbreacher isn't in that deck. Um, if I end up putting that in anything, it's probably going to be Silumgar, um, where I can't abuse it, but I'm still stealing draws from people, which is Silumgar likes to steal things from other people. Like anything you can think of, um, so these 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 tempt cards, uh, these uh, demonstrate cards, these intrigue me. Um, I don't know what I would want to play them in yet, but like I said, I'm trying to slowly reshape the way that I, I play some of my decks. Maybe not all of them, but some of them to to incorporate mechanics like that, uh, where it involves everybody. Um, so everybody's still doing something. I'm just doing more, as opposed to as opposed to either I'm doing it by myself or no one gets anything. Um, so that was the first thing that popped out of me. Uh, I also have a, a list of cards, but it's only like 10, 12 cards. It's not forty. Three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven, eight, In nine fairness, cards. It's nine fairness, cards. I am I am removing stuff from my list as other people discuss it. So I'm already down well, to. Good. I'm down to uh, 30, 30 cards in the main instead of 40. All right. And then 11 sideboard. And my sideboard is just, hey, I'm glad these cards were reprinted. Yes. I'm glad you said that because that's really, uh, you know, there are definitely new cards here that I'm excited to play with. But that's really what's caught my eye the most is the, the reprint value across. And I don't mean that monetarily. I mean um, the fact that we're getting cards reprinted that actually need to be reprinted and i don't know maybe it's just because i i want a bunch of them because i need them for my collection <laughs> um but you know going through the list here we're getting reprints of thousand year elixir um hellkite tyrant alhamrit's archive uh let me see what else i can find here real quick as i just go down this list uh debtor's knell which is a you know i mean it's not 
terrible, but um, I, I use it in in a deck. Um, Rite of Replication is getting is getting reprinted, which is always a good card to get back out there. Mika Koro, Center of the Sea. I think that might have been last. That wasn't a that wasn't a mystery booster card, was it? That was M twenty five. I think that was a M twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. So that's reprinted. Uh, Combustible Gear Hulk is back. Well of Lost Dreams. Venser's Journal. Um, let's see. Pyromancer's Goggles, which might be the best reprint that's in here. Um, Curse of Disturbance, which I think was only printed in Commander 17, uh, is is coming back. Windborn Muse is getting a reprint, which is great for all those Nelson fucking stacks decks that he <laughs> likes to fuck with that people he on. he won't stop making, even though he's <laughs> just trying to have fun with his friends. <laughs> Uh, dig through time. Somebody is... hurt him as a goddamn child, and <laughs> someone's going to hurt him as an it. adult. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Uh. And then I'll 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 I'll, I'll uh, just list off a couple more because I'm not going to go through every reprint. But Ponder, Diluvian Primordial, and then I love the fact that we're getting Dark Steel Mutation back again because I just Dark Steel Mutation is a fucking removal card that I love. Alphabetically, so that much. was the top of my list. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, you know, so there's and there's plenty of other ones uh, that are that are in here, um, and I'm I'm just very happy about it. I think the reprints are are great because I don't feel like they're they're filler. There are some, you know, Blasphemous Act is back, Itali's back, which I like Itali. Zatalpa's back, which is is good in the right deck, but I feel like we've been getting reprints of those so much lately. Yeah. Um, fucking Sangromancer is back. Greed is back. You know, I said I was going to stop and I just keep going. So I'm just very excited about a lot of these reprints we're getting. So as much as I'm, you know, uh, interested in what we can do with some of these, these new cards, uh, I'm very, very excited just to get my hands on some of these reprints, uh, as well. So, you know, I immediately bought, uh, pre-ordered all five decks because there are just all these cards that I want and that I need. So I'm very happy with that. Um, hopefully, I didn't take too much off your list, Schnell. What else? Uh, what else is on your list you want to talk about? Uh, Myriad Landscape as a reprint because the art looks fantastic. In the uh, oh yeah, I agreed. Reward. Agreed. Um, Faithless Looting. They gave us the IDW comic promo art rather than whatever MS Paint version that we currently have. Oh oh, shots fired. Oh. That's right. I'm coming for you. Um, <laughs> feed the swarm. Black enchantment removal immediately yes. reprinted. Yep. <laughs> Just here, in case you forgot, have it again. That's, uh, a, that's you a good idiots. One, yeah, ghostly prison. I like the new art yes. on it. Yes, yes. Really, really cool. A dude surrounded by fucking ghost Spartans, and he's about to get his ass kicked. I think I um, missed that one. Sculpting Steel, I have always loved oh, yeah. Sculpting as an artifact. I know they just printed it in Double Masters, but Double Masters was a like limited print run, so it was a little harder to get your hands on it. And I didn't I only had one fancy booster of that, so I always need more sculpting steels with how many friggin' artifact decks I end up building. Uh Nehru Meha, Master Wizard. Yes. Uh, that one was only out of Dominaria so far, so I'm glad yep. that they gave us a you know the wizard tribal uh, boss back, fell into the third path reprint because yeah he's again big artifact boy, uh, and he's a you know vintage magic character in the lore, and then Orzov Advocist just because I remember the last game I played with Chris that he yes. this card, oh my friggin' god that sucked. She yeah, does work. Awesome. Oh, she does, she does yeah. work. Yeah, she sat out there when we did Commander uh, Commander Legends draft. And holy shit, did the game just get weird 
and it, it was one of those arms races where you were selling to all sides, and goddamn, was that just nerve-wracking. Good card. Real good yeah. card. Yeah. So those are the, the reprints I was excited about, uh, along with the 48 of them that you already mentioned. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, also we're getting uh, Opal Palace, Oblation, Novagen, Heart of Progress, <laughs> okay. <Orin> Reef Defense. <laughs> Sorry. I just happened to scroll down, and literally everything I'm looking at is a fucking reprint on this uh, part. So, I can cross um, this one off my list because it it's just on there for the demonstrability. Or demonstrate keyword. Uh, here, starting starting back at the top, uh, we will go to uh, Dazzling Sphinx. We we get another Sweet Sphinx. I'm, the only thing that I've, I'm upset about this one is the fact that it is not available in foil. Because my Sphinx fo uh, collection, I need every single available printing and every um. single foil one. Unless they did something that I didn't know about to eat. The collector's boosters, Collector's right? boosters. Oh, God damn yeah, it! All the I commander, have, the fancy commander cards. I will are in have to. Boosters. I will have to buy one of those specifically. It's going to be pricey, but uh, yeah. I think it's. I think it's there. Okay. I believe so. Okay. Uh, but this is a four-five flyer for five, uh, two blue and three. When Dazzling Sphinx deals combat damage to a player, that player exiles the top card of their library until they exile an instant or sorcery card. You may cast that card without paying its mana cost. Then, that player puts the exiled cards that weren't cast this way on the bottom of their library in a random order. Like all great fun Sphinx cards, this is a reader, it is a block of text, it does a weird ability because Sphinxes are just lots of text and wait, what does that do? So <laughs> this, this is a good, perfect Sphinx card that will get slotted into the Sphinx EDH when I finally update and uh, remaster that one. And now I'm going to mute my microphone because my keyboard is loud, and I'm going to look up a foil dazzling sphinx and pre-order it. <laughs> uh, um, okay, Teach, back over to you. What else? Uh, what else is catching your eye? Um, so I pulled up just just a bunch of individual cards. Um, I will start. Yeah, so I'll start on this side. Um, I pulled up Ink Shield. Ink Shield is a very interesting card to me. Uh, three a black uh, and a white for an instant. Prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to you this turn. For each one damage prevented this way, create a 2-1 white and black inkling creature token with flying. Um, uh, it's a, it's a, uh, a fog. A fog that's not green. Um, it turns a bunch of damage into uh, tokens. Uh, for each one damage, you get a 2-1, so you're doubling the amount of damage you can do on some sort of crackback. Um... I, I think that card's fantastic. I really do. Um, any token strategy would like it. Um, any any uh, uh, that might that might find a home in my in my Avengers Planeswalker deck. Uh, swinging out at me or my Planeswalkers, and I just turn that into protection for my Planeswalkers. Well, uh, and depending on what somebody's swinging at you for, I mean that's a game-ending spell. You know? Yeah. Crack back next turn, boom, you're done. I mean, exactly. That that spell is awesome. I really like that card. Ink Shield is really cool. Um, I like the I like I like Silver Quill. Like as a as a as a as an entity. Um, as do I. Uh, their their logo is super cool. I might get that as a tattoo at some point. Um, but the the idea that 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 they're turning ink 
into into like it's fueling their magic. The uh, it's it's creatures, but it's also uh, uh, I've seen art where they're using it like offensively or defensively, and it's it's just a, a cool looking thing. You know, it's it's yeah, thematically just splooging them with ink. Yeah, and I think that's really cool. <laughs> um, so that's why that 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 excited me. Um, so that's one card off my list. Um, there we go. Uh, as a as a as a side note here, we're fifty five minutes into this. Yeah, that's just keep going with your list, so, and we'll uh, yeah. Keep go. Uh, keep go. Okay, I'll do a couple more. Um, yeah. Next one on my list uh, is a commander that's not going to. Uh, head a deck that I'm going to build because it's not a dragon, but I still think it's a really cool card, and I can't wait to see some of the decks that um, I'm looking at you, Schnell. You come up with this. Uh, Oscar the Reconstructor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's on my list. Schnell, Schnell, you like your artifacts, and this I... guy is a Lorehold <laughs> Artifacts Commander. He is. Um, he is the, he is the okay, Lorehold is Boros for just this like one big thing. Yes, I, I was going to say this earlier, and it slipped my mind. I feel like uh, some some common vernacular is going to start changing here. I don't think we're going to hear the word Boros very often anymore. I think that's going to uh, become Lorehold just just all around because Lorehold is so much cooler than Boros is. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Boros isn't boring, is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, Oscar the Reconstructor is a four four giant artificer for two, a red and a white. It has vigilance. You can pay one and sacrifice an artifact and a creature so you control. I'm laughing now because I read it in my in my head, saying it out loud. Yeah, it's Oscar. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he looks a little grouchy, but he's a yes. giant artificer. Uh, anyway, you can pay one and sacrifice an, arta- an, an, an artifact to give target creature you control plus two plus zero until end of turn. Uh, but the more exciting ability is pay X, tap, and exile an artifact with mana value X from your graveyard. And you create two tokens that are copies of the exiled card. Um, activate only, only as a sorcery. Uh, but filling your graveyard with, with, with artifacts uh, by sacrificing with, with Oscar, um, playing them, using them, sacrificing them, there's all sorts of ways to do it. There's another... Um, or stuff like expedition map where you're popping it getting a benefit putting it out there and then you can bring it back and just ramp as hard as you need to um uh 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 uh, i'm spacing on their names but there's the goblin thing and the other goblin thing where you sacrifice artifacts and switch them around goblin Um, welder and the new one audacious reshapers yeah Uh i like that one too uh they are on my list test 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 oh no we hear you. you can hear me, I can't hear you. I was going to say, you weren't responding to my agreeing test, with you test, and test. suggesting things, so... Oh, I'm back. Can you hear me? Yes, yes we can. We can hear you the whole time. Oh, I couldn't hear you. My thing cut out. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Gross. Anyway, Audacious, Audacious <laughs> Reshapers is a new card from, from this set. 3-3 uh, three, three Human Artificer for 2 and a red. Tap, Sacrifice, and Artifact. Uh, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal an artifact card. Put that card onto the battlefield and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Um, and then Audacious Reshapers deals damage to you equal to the number of cards revealed this way. Um, but, again, 
all sorts of cool ways to put artifacts in your graveyards. All sorts of cool ways to take advantage of those artifacts in the graveyards. Um, naturally, they're all going to be found in this in this precon. Like the, I, ninety nine percent sure this is the precon that Felden is in, um, and it'd be really more, more than likely, wasn't. yeah. <laughs> um, he could be in Quandrix, you don't know. But the this strategy, especially in white red, uh, is exciting to me, and I can't wait to see some of the builds uh, in the future here. I'll get on it. So good, good, good. Let's <laughs> um, let Chris talk. I haven't heard from Chris in a while. Chris, are you still? Yeah, there, Chris. What else? Uh, what else are you thinking about? Um, I have one card. Well, two cards, I should say that uh, I really think are going to be uh, strong, like staple cards out of this set. Uh, we're going to see these cards a lot, I think. The first one is uh, Reinterpret. It's just two colorless, a blue and a red. Instant counter target spell. But you may cast a spell with an equal or lesser mana value from your hand without paying its mana cost. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's on my list. <laughs> that's that's going to do some ramping and pissing in your uh, opponent's cornflakes simultaneously. That's going to do some beautiful things. Yeah, um, leaving mana open for a counter spell at the expense of at the expense of other benefits has always been a pain in the ass, but not anymore. Nope. Yeah, right. Nope. That's that's gonna that's just never gonna not be in a in a blue red deck. Yeah. And then uh, the other one is another uh, a bit of a win con uh, surge to victory is six mana. It's a little pricey at six mana. Four colorless, two red for a sorcery. But once again, it's it's cheating uh, uh, mana costs potentially. Um, exile target instant or sorcery from your graveyard. Creatures you control get plus X plus O until end of turn, where X is that card's mana value. Right there, that could almost that's already winning some games for you. Yep. Um, yeah, but that's an overwhelming stampede in red, which is huge. Like it doesn't right, get trample, exactly. but you don't need it with red usually because you've got a billion like goblin or other tokens yep. out there. But uh, the, the added text on it is whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player this turn, copy the exiled card and you may cast the copy without paying its mana cost. Well, you're proccing this for every creature that gets through then. So, yeah. I mean, this card is yeah. just gonna end games when it gets cast. <laughs> That's why you gotta keep up the, the four land uh, for your... your uh... Reinterpret. Um, yep, reinterpret. Yep. <laughs> but that's it. Those are the those were my two big winners, I think, for the set. For non nice, non commanders, yeah. anyway. Yeah, I like I like those cards too. Uh, the only other one that I was really excited about that I totally forgot to mention that was a reprint is Azuri's Predation, <laughs> and that's because I believe that was only printed in a was it only in a commander product? Yeah, I think uh, twenty fifteen. Yeah, I was gonna say the one Azuri was in, right? <laughs> so sense. it's finally it's right, it's finally being reprinted. Um but I, I want one for um the Grismold deck I'm working on because if all my opponents have one one, you know, tokens and I can then create a shitload of four four beasts and kill all their tokens, I can pump up Grismold and uh it'll be fun. So and then if I've got some of my dictate effects on the on the board, even if my four fours die to something bigger, then they still have to sacrifice stuff anyway. So uh I'm happy to see that card reprinted again. Um so yeah, that's uh you know we're kinda 
running up on time a little I bit here. Schnell, what else? What else two, do you want to mention? I'm just going to bring up the uh, the two last mechanics that I really like. Yeah, uh, we will we will start off with the one that I like least, or not least, but lesser of the two. Uh, the rousing refrains that you cast, or like rousing refrain, is a red spell. You add uh, red for each card and target opponent's hand until the end of the turn. You don't lose that mana. But then you suspend the card with three counters on it. So you, you get to do it again. And there's a couple of refrains I know, and I really like that where rather than just suspending it outright, you benefit more from it if you hard cast it and then you get to suspend it again later. Well, I and I like the, the fun f- use of the suspend mechanic. The flavor of that with the fact that it's called a refrain is cool just oh, yeah. because, you know for what a refrain is so yeah i really like the the flavor built into that mechanic yes uh the other mechanic that i really like and honestly i would prefer if wizards like on the down low started replacing uh shroud or hexproof with ward because ward yeah, i think cool. is a yeah ward is a really cool mechanic if you're not familiar with it uh it, it'll be ward x Whenever this creature becomes the target of a spell or ability an opponent controls, counter it unless that player pays X. So Bronze Guardian is the example here. He has Ward 2, and other artifacts you control have Ward 2. Uh, that way, it's stuff... Because Wizards, uh, they've, they've said in the past, I know Mark Rosewater has brought it up from time to time, they don't like mechanics that are impossible to interact with. And rather than printing more cards where it's okay creatures your opponents control lose hexproof and shroud or whatever this is a way that you can get still get the same benefit but you can still interact with them to a certain degree by just expending more resources and i think it makes the game better by not forcing you to have to make drastic card changes to your deck just to deal with hypothetical situations I agree. I, you can still play the cards you want. You just have to have the mana you need in order to play them. Yep, and it becomes more of a resource management game than a, God, I hope I put a card in there that gets rid of, you know, that can non-targeting removal or right. whatever you need to get, you know, get stuff out. Right. I believe yep, Gavin Verhey did say that that's, uh, that, that that's the route they're going to go with Ward. So Really? Excellent. I th- I'm almost positive that I, I, I've heard him say that. Okay. Well, and I like that right off the bat they've printed a ward lord where you know he gives <laughs> he gives the ward to other creatures. Ward lord, so. ward yeah, lord. Yeah, so those are those are great mechanics too. I'm glad you brought those up because I kind of had forgotten about them. Um, so yeah, any anything else anybody wants to uh, to bring up before we wrap it? Can't wait to get my hand on these decks. Cannot oh, wait me to too. play. I'm super excited. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of tools in these decks that are going to go into existing decks that I already have. Um, but for some reason, and maybe it's just because they're cute, uh, I'm I'm more excited about pest infestation than I feel like I actually should be. <laughs> uh, a sorcery for XX green. Destroy up to X target artifacts and or enchantments. Create twice X 1-1 one, one black and green pest creature tokens. And when a pest dies, I gain a life. Um, that's going right into Rith. It's just another removal spell where I get to get rid of things I don't like and get tokens from them, which is exactly what Rith wants to do. Plus, those that's are little uh, baby bugs, and they're kind of cute as they're. That's very <laughs> much like uh, Release the Gremlins, I think, from Kaladesh. Kaladesh Release, yeah. Release the Gremlins was a card that I didn't, I haven't put in that deck because it's limited to artifacts. Yep. Um, sure. This gets artifacts yeah, but, uh, and enchantments. 
Yeah, this is much better. It's aura, aura mutation and artifact mutation had a pesty baby. Yes. <laughs> so I'm I'm really excited about pest infestation, and I don't know if I should be as excited about it as I am, but I am. It's it's good to like things. It is good yeah, to like agreed. things. They don't always have to be you know game-breaking cards to like them. It's true. Shit, I'm the guy who wants to put Elixir of Immortality in every fucking EDH deck he ever builds. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's another good card. Still, I, still thought I that you. was a. I still thought that was a mistype when you asked me for like five of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sending <laughs> the last list, I, one I sent these, Shell, one I need, of those, one yeah. of those five elixir of immortalities. I'm like, uh, I was maybe. thinking of. Uh, it made me think of that scene from from Parks and Rec where Ron Swanson's like, um, "Give me all of the bacon and eggs that you have," <laughs> yeah. and the guy's like, "Yeah, sure." And he's like, "Ah, I'm sorry. I, what yeah, you probably I heard was give me a lot of bacon and eggs.' Give me a what lot I of elixir of immortality. <laughs> exactly. Give me all what of I the said." yeah i'm i'm really excited to get these decks in our hands and to be able to play i think it was a really good idea before too to you know play multiple games and shuffle you know kind of um randomly choose what we're playing or, or however we do it where we we're, we're each playing you know different decks um you know in in three games or whatever we do to really kind of get a feel for how they all how they all play how they all play against each other uh you know and just um to finally get these these things in our hands it's commander christmas so i'm very excited about that plus um, we can do a movie promo where it's five decks four players three games <laughs> i like that <laughs> uh and done i'm gonna i'm gonna take your voice right out of here and that's gonna be the promo for <laughs> for the trailer uh yeah no but thank you guys for sitting down and not just you know talking magic with me uh and getting another episode recorded tonight but uh playing magic tonight too it was a it was a fun pre-release event uh i appreciate you know chanel and chris thank you for running and picking those up and then distributing them uh much yes. appreciated there and looking forward to uh you know circling back after we've had a chance to play the commander decks and, and talking to you guys at home uh about them how they play and and if they kind of uh live up to the hype that that we're giving them here i think we are all more excited for this than we were last year's commander product uh oh yeah quite quite clearly so so that's pretty cool looking forward to that uh thank you guys again for for tuning in and listening make sure that you rate review and subscribe tell a friend you can find us on itunes google play stitcher podbean uh anywhere that you consume podcasts check us out on our social channels we've got a a youtube channel that we upload gameplay videos to check us out on facebook just search homebrew magic you will find us there for our main page and our community page and until next time don't drink and scry rack dose damn near killed dose guys (laughs)